Marvel Comics uh, creator Stan Lee has passed away at the age of 95. And to be completely honest, I am not the person to talk about this. I mean, I know a limited amount of of, uh, information on Stan Lee. And yeah, I was a big fan of Spider-Man when I was a kid, when that crazy cartoon used to be on, uh, along with Rocket Robin Hood. That's pretty much all we had. Um, So I thought we'd go to our resident... uh, a comic uh, expert, Fred Kennedy, who is also the host of Q107 Afternoons. Welcome to the show, Fred. Listen, I know it's your day off, so I appreciate your time. Hey, buddy. I'll talk about Stanley with anybody. And you know a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. Stanley's influence was huge. It was everywhere. Okay, do tell. Well, Stanley, uh, along with uh, Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and others, created like every big major blockbuster movie that we've been seeing in the theaters over the past few years. Like over the past 15 years, you've seen nothing but Stan Lee-esque creations in the movie theater every single summer. I mean, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, that's kind of a bit of a shame there. Hmm. Uh, But the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all that stuff, it's huge. His impact is, I would say his impact is on par with Shakespeare when it comes to pop culture. What? Really? Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's quite a claim. Um, I'm not saying it's literature. I'm just saying the impact on pop culture. Right. That everybody knew who Shakespeare was and now everybody knows who Stan Lee is, even though, uh, you know, uh, Stan Lee, unfortunately, did not work out a good deal. I understand that he didn't get a lot of, they didn't own the rights to the characters they developed. Well, there's, you know, it's interesting, like, how people's perception of things have changed over the year once the information comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things he created in the 60s and even the 50s, I guess, uh, were really things he created with other people, but we don't know the other people's names. A lot of these scripts and creations that he made, he would just be like, okay, I've got an idea. There's these four characters, and they've got superpowers. Now go. And then Jack Kirby would come along, and he would create the thing, Mr. Fantastic, uh, the Invisible Woman, the Human Torch. There was the incident where they fight their big foe, Galactus. Stanley put a note in front of them, the Fantastic Four fights God. Go. These are the types of things he would do, and he really relied heavily on his creators that he worked with to create a lot of these things that he's now given almost full credit for. And he acknowledged that uh, later on in life as a way of being like, yes, I know that I did these with other people. You've got to give them credit too. But his personal life in the last five or so years really just spiraled out of control. Last summer, his wife passed away. They'd been married for close to 60 years. And in in the time since then, his legacy's really been fought over between a few different factions of handlers. And there was allegations that money was being stolen. There was allegations that he groped a woman at his nursing home. Mm. And people are saying a lot of these allegations are stemming from the people in his life that are vying for control of the money that he has. Right, because his estate would be worth a lot of money now. It's fifty. I think it's around fifty million dollars. Wow. Uh, that's not including his his home, which is, when he bought it was just in the middle of nowhere. But now it's become one of the most affluent areas outside of L.A. His neighbor is Leonardo DiCaprio. Dr. Dre lives on the other side, so he's in a very expensive area. But when he lived there, it was like a middle class neighborhood. He uh, was. It, do we know what he died of? 
Uh, I know that he had pneumonia a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming uh, that it, it might be complications of just being 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was unable to read due to a medical condition. He was nearly blind at this point. Um, but he still had this bombastic personality. So he was always very big in terms of spreading literacy amongst kids. And I really believe that uh, like the comic book medium is a great side road to get kids to start reading a lot more. And Stan Lee really strove to make comic books cool. And I know that seems like a weird sentence, but when I was growing up, comics were not cool. There was no chance we would ever see uh, an Iron Man movie. And it was through him, like, constantly being this rah, rah, rah mascot that got the message out there, got people talking. I can remember seeing him on uh, David Letterman uh, back in the 90s and just being like, wow, he's so enthusiastic. He's not afraid and not ashamed of loving comics. It makes me want to be more like him. So we owe such a huge debt to Stan Lee and the things that he did. He was such a cool guy. I mean, you look at pictures of him, this older guy, you know, wearing uh, aviator glasses, slick back, the silver mane. He said he actually never went to a barber in his life. Joni always cut his hair, his wife. And he said that, you know, I love how he credits the women around him with, you know, uh, helping to create him because she's, you know, largely responsible for his look. And uh, he said he got his confidence from his mom. He said, you know, yeah. the fact that my mother thought everything I did was brilliant. And even, uh, I'm just finding some like obscure facts about him. He began writing um, back in the day uh, obituaries for yeah, celebrities. He wanted, yeah, he wanted to be a novelist. That's what his dream was. He wanted to be a novelist. And when he got his first job in comics, which was at an imprint called Timely Comics, which went on to become Marvel a few years later, Uh, He changed his name to Stan Lee because he wanted to reserve the name Stanley Lieber for when he became a novelist because he he was worried that writing comics would always be viewed as he called it cultural schlock. And then in 1961, when there was a massive shakeup and he started working with guys like Jack Kirby, who is known as King Kirby in the comic book world because just everything he did was amazing. Um, that's when he really started to find a way of bringing, uh, like, political issues, uh, social issues. Like, if you look at the origins of the X-Men, that was created in response to the Civil Rights Movement. And you've got this comic about mutants that are viewed as outcasts and less than human, that all they want is recognition. And these things were um, directly influenced by the headlines of the day. And it's It's interesting that you had kids learning about social issues in a very roundabout way that can be applied to the real world. And Mm. that's something that we're seeing coming back a lot now. Like, comics have always been political. And Stan Lee was one of those guys that was very big in pushing that message to everybody. And you can go back and find his letters to the editor uh, from back in the True Believers from back in the 1960s and 70s. And there's no mincing words with the things that he was saying about social justice and, and progression and inclusion and all that. He was very, very big into that long before it was ever acceptable. When you look at uh, the Black Panther, which had its massive debut yeah. uh, in the spring, um, when that comic debuted, uh, he and Jack Kirby got negative feedback from the sense that they said there wasn't enough white people in it. So in the second issue, they fought the Ku Klux Klan. 
That's what they did. As a response to that, it was it was he was not afraid to to really shake things up. And I think that that's the legacy we should really be focusing on rather than the controversy he faced near the end of his life. I love that. Yeah, you're bringing up his legacy. And this is interesting as well. Uh, He talked about uh, drug abuse. Pill abuse, abusing pills yeah. long before, uh, you know, anyone else did. In 1971, I'm just reading that Lee received a letter from the Department of Health and Education and Welfare asking him to put an anti-drug message on in one of his books. He came up with a Spider-Man story that involved uh, his best friend Harry abusing pills because of a, bro- a breakup. And the CCA would not approve the story with their seal because of the mention of drugs. Yes, and 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 that's the that's the shady thing that happened in that whole CCA, uh, the Comic Book Code of America. Um, that was inspired by uh, somebody who uh, said that the comic book Batman was uh, like homosexual pedophilia propaganda because of the relationship between Batman and Robin, um, and. I know it seems ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it was people like Stan Lee that were the ones who were always trying to find ways to get around that code, to be subversive and be forthright with with things that were relevant, you know, like especially about the drug issue stuff. And and it was him. He wasn't the one that wrote it. Um, what's his name? Uh, Bob something. Uh, he wrote a comic about alcoholism, and mm-hmm. it was Stan Lee that was a really big uh, front runner of this. There was a comic in the 80s, and, and it was called Demon in a Bottle, and Iron Man, Tony Stark, had a real problem with alcohol, and they did not shy away from the stats about it. And it's weird that something like alcoholism, oh, that's acceptable, but can't have drugs in there. That's not acceptable at all. Fred, it's a pleasure bugging you on your day off because uh, I think this is a. I, obviously, we could go on and talk about this for a lot longer, but uh, oh, yeah, this is my life. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. You know what? I, you know what I realized about you? You actually have a comic book guy in you when you get when you go super into the minutia of a story. You actually use a different voice for a second, and then you yeah. come out of it and start talking normal again. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, but I'm all about, like, everybody reading it. I don't want to be all elitist about it. I want everyone to read comics. I love that, Fred. Thanks so much, and uh, my condolences, because I know it's a sad day for you. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough, but uh, I think everybody should grab a copy of, like, Captain America or uh, some Spider-Man or the Fantastic Four. I can't recommend the Fantastic Four enough. They're so great. The comics are absolutely amazing. All right, have yourself a fantastic afternoon. You too. Cheers. That's Fred Kennedy from Q107 Afternoons talking about the fact that Stan Lee died today at the age of 95.